podcast bringing you travel tips park tidbits and the best southern california travel deals welcome to the disney with kids podcast i am becca with this crazy adventure called life and i'm jessica from the happiest blog on earth oh my goodness jessica it's been a long time since we've done this it's really exciting um So I wanted to get on here and talk to you today and and to our audience about how Disneyland trips can go wrong. So (laughs) many ways. So many ways. And I thought, what better way to do that than to do it celebrating Disneyland's birthday? Because talk about a day that did not go as expected. This is true. So before we get into that, I want to know what is the like thing, like the one thing that stands out when you think of a vacation like incident that went wrong? Probably when my son had a meltdown and he was half our height, let's just say. Did I tell you this already? I may have shared this. I'm just trying to picture him as half your height because he's so tall. (laughs) Yes, he's so tall. And this would not happen now. So he was having a meltdown. We're in the crowded space of Rivers of America, Pirates of the Caribbean, where it just generally gets a little jam-packed. And whatever he was mad about, I don't know. But my husband was holding his hand and he decided to take out his aggression on the person that walked by and he smacked some lady's butt because that was his height. And he was just like, and she looks right over at my husband and he's just like, like (laughs) acting like, hopefully it's like, yeah. And because there's this huge crowd and we just love telling that story to my son too, because it's just so random. I don't think that's how he usually takes out his aggression. And you never know what's going to happen at Disneyland. You never do. I also, when I was thinking of asking you that question, I was thinking about one that was out of your control, and that was the earthquake. Yes. The earthquake? The earthquakes. I have yeah, been to were, Disneyland There were multiple. Times, don't go yeah. with Jessica. Go, don't go over the 4th of July time when Jessica's staying at the Disneyland Hotel because she brings earthquakes with her. <laughs> It's happened three times. It has. And the one, though, you guys were um, waiting for Small World or were you, which was the biggest one? Yeah. So the biggest, the most major one, we were waiting for Small World, me and my girls and our boys, well, my son and my husband were back at the hotel. um, And I'm looking at my phone because that's what we do at Disneyland when we're trying to like book things and we're figuring out where we're going to go next. And I just like get dizzy and then I look up and my daughter's eyes are huge because she had never been through an earthquake before. And I was like, yep, that was an earthquake. And shoot, Disneyland, they handled it so well. They were on it. You know, everybody just, they got off the rides in a calm manner. And we just kind of hung out. And my husband was like, come back here. And I was like, heck no, you guys are in that tower. I'm not going rocking in that for the aftershocks. I think it was worse for them, but those buildings are made to, to sway. So we hung out and we waited and they did safety checks and certain rides came on line faster than others just for the protocol. 
And it, and what ride will you never ride <laughs> anymore? Well, I actually you have did. been on you it did. since then, but it's Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage because I walked and watched people waiting, people waiting. Um, they halted those subs and they were there for like 40 minutes. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a long time to be in those subs. Okay, so... Nothing goes perfectly smooth at Disneyland ever, but those were some more extreme, you know, examples of what could go wrong. But I thought it'd be fun to tie that into Disneyland's birthday and talking about the things that went wrong on opening day. So we all know the most famous one, and I believe you mentioned this in our last podcast when I said, would you rather be at opening day or so far in the future? Mm -hmm. And what is that famous little tidbit we have all heard about on opening day and the cement? That it wasn't exactly set and women's heels were getting stuck. This just transports you for one, because you're like heels. I'm sorry, what? No, some people still do wear heels when they're doing like a dapper day or photo shoot, or um, they just found some really great heels that work at Disneyland, but people dressed up. Um, and they were there to have a good time and it was a day out. So women were in heels and as they're walking in certain areas where the cement and the blacktop, whatever it's called, hasn't set, those heels got stuck. And ladies, you've been there, I'm sure. Grass, heels, it's just not fun. It is not fun, I'm sure. I rarely wear heels, so I wouldn't know for sure. But yeah, the few times I have, it's not fun when they get stuck. So here are some other things that went wrong on opening day, some well-known, some not. First off, there were rides that were supposed to be open on opening day and were not open. So um, the one I that comes to my mind is Dumbo. The flying elephant was supposed to be operating that day. There were some that they had hoped would be and totally were nowhere near it. Um, I want to say Jungle Cruise, but I could be totally wrong on that one. But I feel like that was one of the ones they had built, started building when they were opening. Um, and it wasn't open yet. I know it wasn't open on opening day, mm -hmm. but I can't remember if it was supposed to be or if they knew it would be late, right. way in advance. Um, other things were the restaurants ran out of food and drinks. And there was a plumber strike leading up to the uh, opening of Disneyland. So Walt Disney had to make a decision between having running toilets mm -hmm. or running drinking fountains. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, he chose toilets <laughs> because that would have been a mess. The biggest thing is there were so many. This So July 17th was actually supposed to be more of a preview day, a very small group. Right. And it was only supposed to have around 5,000 attendees. And do you know about how many people showed up? <laughs> no, but I heard there was some fraudulent tickets made. There were lots of counterfeit tickets made. And they ended up with around 28,000 people. Um, with no water. Parks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and very no little shade. Yeah. And so it was crazy busy. Um, I was reading while I was researching this and 
they have accounts from cast members. They're like, I was working the carousel and I was waiting until they would officially let people in. And all of a sudden I just see people rushing through the castle. And I was like, Whoa. you know, they're, they were that they picture too. So iconic. It's rushing through. Yeah. Another thing it talked about was that the reporters were literally scaling the walls to get into frontier land. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. I don't know if there was like, they were trying to get a peek before everyone else or what, but it talked a little bit about that. Um, wow. There was just a lot that did not go as planned. And it just goes to show that even Disney sometimes <laughs> themselves can't plan for that. Oh, yeah. Um, now compare that to the opening of Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. I felt like that was extremely well run, mm -hmm. um, almost like too well run because of the mm -hmm. fact that they had hyped up this land so much mm -hmm. that people had avoided Disneyland, you know, yes. it was going to be insane. Like the rest of the parks were empty, but even, right. even though there were huge crowds going into Galaxy's Edge, it was really well run. There were a few hiccups, but nothing like opening day. <laughs> Yeah, they did such a good job. That was one thing that was really incredible just to watch the process of getting people in and getting people out because at that point you had specific time frames and it was really fun to be part of that opening day. It was. And we got to meet Josh tomorrow and talk yes. with him a bit. That was really fun. What are your top tips when people are going, especially with kids? That seems to be the biggest time that things are unpredictable mm -hmm. and things go wrong. So how do you prepare? Like we always say, have a plan, have a plan. Um, so what should be the plan <laughs> for when things go wrong? What should you be ready for? Ready with food, <laughs> ready with drinks before you even need it um once they're old enough to have like a baggie of snacks on themselves that's a great idea of course we can haul them around in a bag or backpack or put them in the locker but i think that's a big point um making them feel part of the process i know a lot of times we want to be everything to be a surprise but i think having them be part of the process can be really helpful they still do have paper maps. They used to have them at the turnstiles, but now they're just inside the gates. There's some little um, kiosks with the maps and kids love looking at the maps. And even if you have a plan and you're telling them, okay, we're going from this ride to this ride to this ride, let them find it on the maps. Let them figure out how we're gonna get there, what path we're gonna take and let them feel part of the action. It's, it's great. I also say, um, don't be so rigid in your what you, you know, Jessica, one of the great services she offers is Disneyland plans to help you get the most done. But one thing I love about you, Jessica, is you always say, build some flexibility into this. Don't think that like, like, you don't say you're going to take two minutes to do this and four minutes, like, that's not what your plans are like. And that's right. what you will get from other people. And it's so rigid that if there's even the littlest hiccup, then you feel like, oh, no, my whole day is off and we're not going to get everything done. And so be realistic about your plans, have flexibility in your plans, and also just realize, like, you may think your kid's going to love meeting Mickey Mouse because they love the Mickey Mouse shows on Disney Junior mm -hmm. or whatever, and then they're freaked out by <laughs> like one of my twins was for a while. Um, just know things aren't going to go perfectly. And 
be open to that as a parent. And it's really hard as, you know, we've spent a lot of money on these vacations. <laughs> but of course, that's why we always say like, book through our partners at Getaway Today because you'll get a better deal. And um, just be able to adapt to what your kids like, dislike, and then anything that comes up. That's my biggest thing with that. So speaking of Getaway Today, we do have exclusive pricing for our um, community members. And you can get that either by calling 855-GETAWAY and asking for the Disneyland with Kids exclusive pricing. Or we also have a link for you guys, and that is DisneylandWithKids.info slash book, and that will take you to our specific link. So if you just go to GetawayToday.com, you will not get that link. You must use our links or call them and say you want the Disneyland with Kids exclusive pricing. Or you're going to pay more. And you're going to pay more. Less. You'll still pay less than Disney prices, <laughs> but you will pay more than you have to. So be sure that you use one of those methods. And we hope that, you know, don't don't worry about what's going to go wrong because, yes, things may go mm -hmm. wrong at Disneyland. But as long as you're willing to adapt and be flexible, it can still be amazing. I mean, look at Disneyland. It still had, you know, people thought after opening day and how poorly that went, critics <laughs> said it's going to fail. It's going to fail. Mm -hmm. And I think it was within the first year they wel welcomed a million visitors, if I remember correctly. Wow. And they've now welcomed over 750 million visitors. And I think that was as wow. of their 65th, which is wow. they were closed for their 65th. So... Yeah, I yeah. mean, things will go wrong, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the vacation, so. Yes, and it, it, as parents, we hold so much um, control over how things go, and it's it's our reactions a lot of times that dictate those things. So some of the words that you said that really stuck out to me is having realistic plans mm -hmm. and being flexible. Um, those things are key, and rolling with it. Like let yourself have fun too. You've put in all this time and effort and money and your stress level may be a little bit higher than you want it to be. But gosh, if you can just let the guard down a little bit and have fun and be excited, um, you guys are going to have a much better vacation experience. And I think that's one of the things that I love when I'm there with my kids is like, they get like the best version of me when I'm there. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully this has inspired you to take the trip, even if you're a little worried about things going wrong. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys again real soon. Wink, wink. <laughs>